Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. We are decking the halls and trimming the tree, putting decorations out in the yard. You know why? Because Christmas time is near. Yes, honey. Yes, it is officially the Christmas season. We just finished Thanksgiving on Thursday and what a beautiful Thanksgiving I had I hope you did too. It was so beautiful. If you've been following the podcast, you know that my grandmother is in a nursing facility and we had the opportunity to spend it with her. And it was so beautiful to see my granny, my favorite girl, smile and partake in the festivities. So Thanksgiving was good to my soul and it was exactly what I needed. Sometimes we don't know when we are tired until we have the opportunity to rest. So I am fresh, I'm revived and I'm ready to go. I have a big weekend coming up, you know, because I am a Christmas Eve baby and Masterpiece Reveal will be revealed this Saturday and I'm excited about that. But most of all, I'm excited about this season, the season of giving, the season of caring, the season of sharing, the season of thinking about somebody other than yourself. Welcome back to all the Confluencers. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you. Today is Wednesday. That means we've made it to the middle of the week. And that gives me one more reason to smile even harder. It's also the last Wednesday in November 2017. We are halfway there, two days until the weekend, and a month away from the new year. A month away from the new year. Just unbelievable, man. If you feel like this week is unbearable, be like the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can push myself through to the end of the week. True fact, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. So smile your way through. Smile just because you never know when you are making somebody else's day. It is episode number one, three. Hey, for 13. Nothing suspicious about this episode at all. Today's topic is worthy of discussing. Because so many people hate this time of year. I mean, I'm trying to figure out why. Not because it's my birthday again. Hint, hint. But why do so many people hate this time of year? And when I start asking, it's because they're super single at Christmas. For the single person, this season can put you on an emotional roller coaster. And if you are not emotionally capable to drown the noise, man, it pulls you down. 
What is noise? What is noise, Charlie? The noise of engagements happening, birth announcements, new lives merging, and others' new beginnings can have you feeling more manic than miraculous. Everywhere you go, they're playing, what do the lonely do at Christmas? Oh, that dreadful song that nobody has the answer to. I mean, I listen to that song every year. I'm like, well, are you going to tell me? What do the lonely do? I know that's a rhetorical question, but I have searched feverishly for the answer, especially after my divorce, not only to find out that the lonely just sit around and look lonely if they change, don't change the situation, but the answer was right in me. But it also leaves a single person to ponder. What do the lonely do? And that's why I bought in the Love Grows Expert to help us navigate the stress of this season. Misha with Love Grows knows far too well what this season can do for a single person, especially a woman of confluence. So let's rip the bandaid off and jump right in. To today's episode, what do the lonely do at Christmas? Let's welcome her. Hey, Miss Misha. Whoop, whoop. Well, good evening. How are you? Hi, Charlie. Thank you for this evening. Man, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for joining in for the Confluence podcast. Thank you for having me. I am excited for this chat. Yes, yes. Chit chat with Misha. And we're going to talk about some good stuff today. Yeah. Some important stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So tell us about yourself. Okay. What do you do? Sure. So I am Misha, the owner and principal consultant for Love Grows, the relationship consultants. And so what I focus on is helping people cultivate healthy relationships in their life, beginning with the relationship they have with themselves. Because Charlie, as you know, is the relationship we have with ourselves that determines and influences all of the relationships in our lives, professional, romantic, the way you parent, the type of friend you are all of those things. So my clients range from, of course, the romantic people are dating, engaged, married people, widowed, divorced. I do a lot of work with mothers and daughters, and of course, just individuals. So but regardless of your marital status, it, it is all about relationships and the one that you have with yourself. And so we can always improve those. Everybody can. And so that's what I do. I grow love, Charlie. I grow love. Come on, grow love, girl. That's why I, say I know <laughs> When I can't figure it out, honey, I know who to call. There you go. There you go. Come on, Miss Love Grows. Yes. Love grows because it does. It does. You know, we talk about all the time, Charlie. People are like, oh, we fall in love. And no, we don't fall in love. We grow love. You know, it's 
it's by spending time with each other, learning more about ourselves, um, which we learn through our relationships. You're a mom. I'm sure you've learned a lot about yourself through being a mom and learn a lot from your son and, and he learns from you. So this is an exchange, a beautiful exchange in all of our relationships. And so with Love Grows, our focus is healing any of the emotional wounds that we may have that serves as blocks that hinders and prevents love from flowing, allowing us to recognize, receive, and reciprocate love. That's what those emotional Ooh, that's do. Good. That's, and, good. Uh, that's what good. we do. We remove them, man. Remove them so you can, so it can just flow. So just, just flow and go. Just flow. flow. And go go and grow and grow and bloom and flourish just all of it yes that's it that's your steps girl (laughs) yes yes go grow bloom that's it honey that's it (laughs) do you hear that women of confluence yeah you know I, i that's why i love having you know this platform because you know I'm not stuffy at all, but I know that there are things that concern us as women. Of course. You know, about relationships. And a lot of people desire to be in a relationship, but they haven't worked that relationship out with themselves. That's it. And when you say, what do you want? You know, well, I thought that, well, stop right there. Let's stop because this is going to be some wasted time right here because you got to know what you want. And if you can't even verbalize it, that means you can't even internalize it. You know what I mean? So, and then and then if you can't verbalize it or it's not internalized, you won't recognize it. You know, and I think a lot of times that's what happens. People are married to this thought in their head of what their significant other looks like, whether it's race, height, socioeconomic status, material items, social organization memberships, all of these things. And they have zoned in and they are married to that image in their head and they're missing out on these beautiful opportunities with someone who is probably your, could possibly be your next big love. But since he's yeah. not in the package that you have made up in your mind or society or family or whoever convinced you what he will look like, you're not even receptive to recognize it or him. Yeah. Cause ladies, let me tell you, it's not gonna look like what you think it's gonna look like. Oh, yes, God. I'm here to tell you, it does not look like that image that you painted in your head. Exactly. And I think, go ahead. No, go ahead. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, we just hold the canvas, Mm -hmm. but somebody else, a higher power, higher being, holds the brush. Yeah. And he is working a beautiful masterpiece. Absolutely. Definitely the master architect indeed. And I think that one of the things that's important is that I like to use this analogy. So let's say that if all you knew um, in, as far as transportation was a Honda Accord. Now there's nothing wrong with Honda Accords. I owned a Honda Accord at one time. I love them. You know, you can go a good 300,000 miles with a Honda. So, but if you... <laughs> If you only know a Honda Accord, you are only going to, you're set your goal on the latest model Honda Accord. That's it. 
you know, and I think that's the thing, but you don't realize that there's other modes of transportation. There are planes, there's boats, there's, there's trains, there's all sorts of vehicles. And I think that's the same thing when we really get locked in our head with that certain image, again, with the package and what it's supposed to, we feel it's supposed to look like. We don't, because our minds can only create based on the variables it knows. And that's it. So it's like, okay, well, I know A, B, and C, so I need to make something work with, I can only spell words with A, B, and C, that's it. But that's not the only vocab, you know, those aren't the only words in the vocabulary. But if you limit yourself to just those, what you can physically see or, or conceive, I think we do a big disservice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, girl, we getting deep, honey. Let's just gotta jump in the interview. Because okay. listen, this topic is so important you know uh, I like to call this the Christmas season like starting a day after Thanksgiving Christmas is around the corner and but everyone is just usually not happy about this holiday you know some people will be cold and sad and dreary like winter you know not because the money is low and not because the eggnog is not flowing of course they are single at this holiday and they're too busy thinking about them not having what they thought they should have, which is a significant other. Of course. Why do you think single people dread this holiday? You know what? So I think that it it varies, you know, it varies for, for different reasons. So for one, of course, there's the stress depending on, on how your family is set up. There Mm -hmm. is the stress of, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to deal with the family and all the questions of, you know, where's your man? Why are you single? You have all these degrees. You're doing all this. You know, all of these things that are said maybe in jest, in humor, but for people don't want to have to deal with that. You know, so you tell them like, hey, you know, I'm dating some people or I'm, um, Doing whatever, doing me, whatever the case may be. But again, depending on family and the pressure that they may have from family, that can be problematic and cause stress. You know, not having to have to deal with that, those questions. Because really what it is, it is as if it's implying you're not good enough. Something's wrong with you because fill in the blank. You know, and even if that's not said, sometimes that's either the way that the single person receives it actually which the questions asked. So then, so for some people that family brings that stress and that anxiety because they don't want to have to deal with that. And especially if they do desire a relationship, you know, and just may not be in one for whatever reason, whether they're healing from another relationship space, they haven't met somebody who they want to partner with, because that's also important too, Charlie. Each of our relationships are opportunities to learn about ourselves. And so if we're doing that right, you know, really learning from them, now you're like, okay, now I'm dating strategically. And so, yes, so sure. If if I just wanted to be with just a man, anybody can get online, go out to a club, a bar, a restaurant, shoot Whole Foods, and you can meet somebody. But if you have done the work and you're becoming very clear on the types of qualities and characteristics that both expand and constrict your heart and mind, that selection process starts to become more refined. Yes. Oh, come on. Selection process becomes more refined. Because you are right, you know, it's no secret that I am a divorcee, but 
at first when I, you know, started the divorce process, okay, you know, you just kind of want to see if you still have it. Do I still have it? (laughs) But, you know, now I am six years, you know, from that date. And so now my dating is very purposeful. I am dating with the purpose. And if that, I don't see that purpose then you and I, you know, because we have to align, like you say, it just everything has to, you know, go well with each other, including, you know, my spirit, your mental health, my mental health. Of like, course. All of this has to work and coincide. So thank you. I, I mean, that is a good, 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 yeah. good point. To- yeah, that's um, a big deal. That's a big deal. You know, <laughs> I mean, because you're right. I can go get a man. Um, I tell people all the time, getting a man is easy. It's simple. Keeping him. Yeah. That, that yeah. is a problem. And if I keep him, how can we graduate from just keeping you, boo, right. to making you my husband? You of know course. what I mean? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? And the thing about, uh, for me, Charlie, and with Love Grows, we do not view relationships ending as a failure, right? We don't view it as that. We view it as that all relationships serve a purpose, right? And when that purpose has been fulfilled, because if you think about it, Charlie, first of all, I'm always amazed that humans can get along at all, just for the simple fact that if you think about it, go into any event, room, classroom, or whatever, how many people are in there, even though we're in the same place, same time, experiencing the same thing, there are Various realities happening simultaneously in our heads based on what we came there with, the way we process information, what we pay attention to, what we discard, all of that. And so, first of all, it's amazing that we can connect on any level, just seeing all of those variations. And now when you're talking about connecting with someone at a romantic romantic level or any type of relationship level, growth doesn't happen at the same time, you know, you may be growing at miles, you know, mile one, mile two, mile three, that's how your leaps and bounds, you know, you're growing and that's how it's going. Your partner may be, may be more of a walker, maybe growing in inches, you know, may kind of get to C and then go back to A. So it's not something that's linear. And so with that, it's quite possible that we outgrow each other. We continue to evolve and may no longer um, aligned for certain reasons. And it doesn't make the other person bad. It just means that we're no longer a good fit for each other based on where we are. And that's okay. That is okay. And as you know, you got divorced, right? And life doesn't end after divorce, right? As long as you're alive, even if your partner, you know, passes away, there's still life and love after being a widow, you know, when relationships and all of those type of things, because life continues to move on, but it's based on how we view it. What do we have in our minds and how do we view it? Because we definitely determine the type of reality we'll have. Girl, this is so good. This is so good, honey. Okay. So last year, my you know, campaign during the holidays was, you know, single, so what, turn up, right? Um, That was my hashtag all over social media. Do you think social media has played a role in this feeling like I am useless and worthless during the holiday season? 
I think, unfortunately, well, I think that social media is definitely a double-edged sword. There's all kinds of great things that come with social media and technology. However, I do, I think that just because it's such a voyeurism type of approach that we have in everybody's you know, uploading their, their, what do they call it? The highlight reels and in uh, all of the best life. Yes, exactly. You know, all of that. And it, and it paints this false picture of what really is going on in totality. And even though we know that everyone knows like, okay, this isn't filming this person's life 24 seven unfiltered, but for some reason, you know, based on seeing this constantly and as much time as people spend on social media, I definitely believe that it, it can be unhealthy for some people because you're constantly scrolling from celebrities to entertainers to people in your social network, people you don't know, but you follow. And, and it's just highlights, highlight, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Even with your own life, we're putting the highlights as well. But for some reason, there's a disconnect. Just how you know that, hey, I know that this is just my highlight reel offline. This is my full life which means that for everyone else, it's the same. But for some reason, it's a disconnect. And I do agree with you, Charlie. It definitely contributes to people having the sad feelings and and doing this comparing and contrast of their life to what they see online. And it's unfortunate. It's, It's very unkind to yourself. It's very unkind because what it does is it reduces the fullness of who you are. You know, and one thing that's so important is that you have to become your best friend. Like you have to be team Charlie, the biggest advocate, the love, like all of that. You have to because you are with you for life. There's no way you can't log out of who you are. You can't, you know, take a break and go on vacation from Charlie. You can't do any of that. You are with yourself for life and this is your journey. So it's, it would behoove all of us to become best friends with who we are and being gentle with ourselves, you know, and think about the person who you love the most, who you adore, whoever that may be, whether it's your son or whoever, start speaking to yourself the way that you would speak to that individual, you know, the way that you view that individual, the way that you want the best for that person who you absolutely adore, not this conditional love, but this unconditional love that you have for another. That is the same type of love we have to have for ourselves. And then that way we can't be anti-self. And I think a lot of times that's what happens when we do this compare and contrasting, because really what we're doing is we're saying that I'm not good enough compared to fill in the fill in the blank, whoever this person is. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. Because You know, I saw a meme the other day that was funny, but it's so true. So Mm -hmm. it's uh, two pictures put together. So it says at home, it's two cats and they're standing up on their hind legs. And then it says in public and it's like, you know, Jack and Kate on the Titanic, you know, where at the end, king of the world. And I was like, that's so true because what people upload is the Jack and Kate moment you know, at the beginning of, or on Titanic, but what's happening behind closed doors, you don't know what that woman has to endure. You don't know what that man or that partner or that spouse has to endure to live that lifestyle. So while you're looking at them, you know, always turn around and look at you and not that what you don't have, but I tell people, look at what you do have, you know, like you could be in on the street, but you have a place to call 
home. You could, you know, all of these things that you could have, you don't. And having a man should not be the end all, the be all. But I, this this holiday just brings, it's either you're, you know, it's a, bipol- a bipolar holiday. Either you're sure. all the way up or child, you're all the way down. Yeah. You rarely find people in the middle. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and I think, you know, and this is the, this is the benefit and and the importance of understanding that you are also, we spoke about God being the architect of our life, but you are (laughs) co-architect with God in creating this space. And the thing about it, like you said, what you touched on is being, is gratitude. And it's the way like Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who's since passed, but he had this quote that says, you know, once you change the way that you look at things, the things you look at change, you know? And so, so that's the same thing. You know, it's based on the lens that you view yourself in life. If you look at life and yourself and, oh, woe is me, this sucks, blah, 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 I'm, uh, uh, all of that, that is also the energy you're walking with. And that's the energy that you're radiating from you. People pick up on it. They feel it. Even if they don't, if you're not saying it, they feel it. And now it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy that, you know, you're not attracting people who want to hang out with you because you're a downer and this and that, and no one wants, you know, that type of thing. Yes. You know, because people, they don't, they don't want to. And I understand we have all these emotions and I'm not saying stuff the emotions or package it into something that's pretty. I mean, if you are dealing with some things and you really are, you know, whatever this emotional thing is, of course, you know, I'm an advocate of therapy. Get with a therapist the same way that you would go to any other wellness professional. Something's going on with your physical health. You go to your physician, your dentist, all of these types of your financial health. You go to all of these people. A therapist is someone that you should go to as well. Clear that muck out of the way that will help you start to see, have a different perspective, you know, but um yeah, was going to be my next question. That 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 is the you know a great lead in. What is good coping strategies for being single during the holidays? You know, you know. Go ahead. You just said therapy, so that yeah. is a good. I mean, but that that's can be outside the holidays. But what are sure. some things you know that people, if you find yourself in this rut, because sometimes you're just in the funk, and you, yeah. but the thing is, you got to be able to identify it. But of you know, course. people are in this funk. What are some good coping strategies? You know, the one of the best things is to be honest with yourself of where you are. And, and first ask yourself, are these expectations um, that this feelings that I'm having, this mucky feeling, is it based on other people's expectation of who they think I should be? Right. Because sometimes that can bring stress. So going back to going to family and things like that, because a family has this expectation, you should be, oh, my gosh, you're over whatever insert age here because it varies per family. Some families like, oh, my gosh, you're 25 and not married. Others, eh, you know, so it's one of those things to identify what are these expectations? Are they your, are they yours or is it someone else's? And then to understand that you define what's going on in your life. So, and you can create something new. You can create your own tradition. So for example, you know how you have new couples um, that, that comes together. And so some of them, they'll go on with whatever the family tradition was from either side of the family. But then there's a lot of couples who say, you know what, let's create our own traditions. Yeah. You know, yes, I know we come, I come from this family. You come from this family. That's what people have done or what we've done historically, but let's, 
let us create our own. And for some people, that might be, you know, we're going to skip the whole hoopla of family dinner here and there. Actually, for the holidays, we're going to do an international trip. That's going to be our tradition. Not this holiday season. I was like, yes, tequila, guacamole, and chips. Instead yeah. of chicken and dressing, that there you go. Yeah, sometimes you really do, and I know you know my mom listens to the podcast. Hey, mom! Hey. Um, but <laughs> you know, sometimes family can work a nerve, and sure. out of respect, you know, because we were raised, you know, by the last of the Mohicans. So yeah. out of respect, you can't say, you know, you, you know what, you know where you can take that turkey. So sure. <laughs> I just can't go home this holiday sure. season because you have to deal with your own space and place where you are, if that makes any sense. So that's a good that's a good point. Yes. Yeah. So create your own traditions and whether you, whether you're single or not, whether you're partnered or not. Even as a single person, you can create your own tradition as well. And one of the things I like to say is I think, unfortunately, being single has become viewed like an ailment, like cancer or, you know, that, you know, people sometimes view single people as if it's one, not by choice, because there are people who are single by choice, you know, again, because I am dating strategically, my, my dating preferences has become more refined, which means the dating pool may have come, become smaller, mm-hmm. you know, those type of things. So by choice, it's like, okay, I'm not in a relationship. I may be dating, I may not, but this doesn't mean I'm curled up in a ball in the corner of my house crying, (laughs) you know? So single doesn't mean depressed or on the verge of suicide and not making light of suicide or anything like that. That's not what it, it, it's not a synonym for that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things is in understanding that being single is a, beautiful opportunity to really delve into who you are, right? Because as you and I spoke a little bit offline, you know, when you're partnered now, we're making decisions as a couple. And we have, as you said, you have to take the other person into consideration out of respect that goes both ways. I get it. I support it. We're team us, right? Yes. But the beauty thing about being single is that you do not have that requirement or responsibility. So this really gives you the opportunity to delve into who you are. You wanted to learn how, you want to be the hostess with the mostest, take a mixology class and learn how to do that. You want to learn how to rock climb or there's great uh, tickets to Denver, go there. Like, you know what, it's a Thursday. Let me take a long weekend. Let me just go to Denver solo. Because see what this does, Charlie, is the more time that you explore and really expand your mind and your heart and who you are. And I am an advocate of travel solo. I am I am for that because travel solo. Because see, the thing about it is when you go with these groups, and I'm not anti-group, but when you go to groups, whether they're your homegirls or groups that have been put together, there's this whole thing. It's an itinerary and getting people together and you have to be, you know, I want to go here. It, I'm a morning, like, you know, it's, it's pop. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. That is stressful. And because it's I'm a stressful. by nature, that actually stresses yeah. me out. And then people are like, yeah. well, what's wrong with you? Like, it's not that anything is wrong with me. I'm having right. to protect my energy, B, exactly. and I'm trying to, you know, protect my locus of control because I'm about to lose it in five points. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I'm not a big fan of that either. 
and and see and that's the beauty when you go solo if you want you move at your own pace you know you may go to the beach and it may be a lounge on the beach all day or you may go you know to a restaurant or an event meet some people meet some cool locals and they invite you to whatever and and but that way you're able to just move at your own pace and then like you said when you're not feeling it anymore and I'm ready, like, let me go back to the, to the Airbnb. I need quiet time or whatever the case is. But the beauty of that, Charlie, is the more that we step out of our comfort zone on our own, we discover more depth to who we are. One, mm -hmm. we discover and add more layers to who we are. And now this is a very different person you're evolving into. This becomes an interesting woman, right? This is the type of woman or man that now when you're having conversations with people, because now it's not this energy that you're giving off that, oh, I need a man. Oh my gosh, give me, give me. Oh, I, you know, that desperation Ooh, thing. Because don't realize that they go off that energy. Some women exactly. actually don't realize that they give off that energy and yeah. it, it it is foul. Some cause some people's energy is foul. And men, yeah. right, can mm -hmm. read through that. Like you go with okay. the hopes of meeting a man. Of course. You know what I mean? Of course. Say that, no, it, it's palatable. Yes, you're absolutely right. And the thing about it is, is when you spend more time with self doing these things, stretching yourself, getting involved in activities or doing something that, you know what, I've always had an interest in doing, because what also happens, Charlie, and, and the pressure that you're speaking of, that some women give off and, and you're um, talking about the clinginess and, and all of that pressure is because there are women, unfortunately, who have their life on hold because they're waiting on a partner. I want to travel here, do this, do that, do this, do that, right? Mm -hmm. And they have this clicking, I mean, ticking clock in their head. And so when they meet someone, it's a first date, it's a meet and greet, you're just getting this is listen, this is just dinner, this is drinks, this is a park, this is this is not your husband. This is the initial meet and greet. But there's so much pressure, because she's like in her in the back of her mind, I am behind schedule, I have all these things to do. And so now when you meet this gentleman, it's like dumping all of that. Okay, so what do you want to do this holiday? Do you want to go here? Let's do this. Let's do this. Da, 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 da. And he's like, well, wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. This is, this is, this is a meet and greet. What are you talking about? Like, what, what, what am I doing for Christmas? What are you saying? In his June, it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like I'm just here taking tequila shots and with the homeboys. Um, uh, let me as as he's like, let me go over here, <laughs> you know. And so they don't realize that that desperation, because again, this expectation, whether it's society, family, whoever, I need to be at this benchmark. Because then also, Charlie, there are people who view now. Now here's something. There's two ways, right? Some people view marriage as a milestone or whereas that love grows, we like to view marriage as person specific. So viewing marriage as a milestone is go to college, check, pledge a sorority, check, graduate, check, get married, check, have babies, check. It's a checklist item. It's a milestone, right? And if you're approaching relationships or marriage like that, that's how you end up with just anybody, right? Because you, you're working on a timeline, right? But if you're looking at, if you're looking at it, the love grows way, is that marriage is person specific, meaning you and I 
are cultivate co-cultivating and co-nurturing this beautiful space and we want to marry each other that is very different than just wanting to be married yes yes ma'am very different very different right yes and you look at it differently too you know like even being single at this age in our upper 30s i know back in the day you know times have changed you know people were married you know, early, sure. but before 30, definitely on their last children by 30, but now, you know, they're waiting later, you know, but yeah. the thing is, you know, you hit it on the nail when you're saying, I got to do this. I got to do this because I was a victim of that. I married mm. somebody, but I didn't okay. marry the person that I should have been married to, you know, what sure. and you sure. can fake love. Just like love can grow, love can be faked. And of course, <laughs> I speak from a place of experience. And another reason sure. why I created this podcast for women to have this real conversation because you are right. not alone. I made the mistake, yeah. and I am almost a hundred percent certain that it would never mm-hmm. happen again. So thank sure. you. That was real good. I'm just like here shaking my head, like yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. and, and you know what? And the beauty of that is those, the experience that you had, like you said, you evolved from that. There's many lessons. I'm sure both you and your ex-husband play, were both teachers and students for each other on that journey. Mm-hmm. Y'all both learned lots of lessons about yourself. Again, the things that expand and constrict your heart and mind space. And now, after, as you said, you're six years post-divorce. I'm sure that this Charlie, six years post-divorce, is very different than Charlie one year uh, pre-marriage yeah. or, you know, Charlie, you know, year three of marriage, you know. So that's the beauty of constantly evolving and nothing is wasted. Everything can be used. Everything can be used. So I'm sure now, once you move forward, your dating was very different because now you became more of a connoisseur of self. So you're not dating the same guy that you may have dated back in 2015, you know, or 2010 or whatever the case may be, you know? Girl, no. Oh, Lord, no. Uh Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so one of the things that I would like our our listeners to do, as, as you said, the holiday is coming up quickly, is that it's not too late to start planning something different. Now, if you know your family, and and let's talk about it, Charlie, there are a lot of things that go on in family dynamics that are normal, that are very unhealthy and toxic, you know? So there are some people, so yes, this is the norm in your family, but it's very toxic. And so there are people, when they get back with their families, as you said, they're triggered, their, you know, their emotional wounds are exacerbated or new ones are, are inflicted. And so this is the thing, you know, people are just like, oh, you know, mama's such and such. No, your mother's disrespectful. <laughs> your mother is toxic, you know? And so there's a lot of things that take place in families that people are just based on the relationship, you know, based on you know, you have family members who are derogatory, disrespectful, verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, mentally abusive, you know, but that is the family norm. And and so you have the right as an individual, as an adult yes. to decide. Exactly. 
to decide how, when, where, and with who you want to spend your energy, your time, your re- th- those resources, because your time and energy is the most precious resource that you have. And you can choose where you invest that. And, you know, and so if going home is not good for your mental and emotional health, then maybe you shouldn't go. You can make, make that, de- you can make that choice as an adult, you know, a huge role, um, because life is better, better mm-hmm. than, you know, what our parents experienced. And so you allow the guilt to consume yes. you. And so you start, Try. you do things out of guilt. And I am learning that that's still mm-hmm. from an ugly place because it's not from an authentic right. place. You know I mean? And so who wants your guilty love? You know, people, everybody deserves to be loved authentically and purely and, you know, to its core. And so I am learning because sometimes I feel guilty, you know, to drive four hours, you know, like, and I'm like, oh, I don't feel like holiday season. And sure. so I am, that's something that I'm actually working through as well. Yeah, that's yeah. work as well. Good good and that's one of the things that in working with my clients one of the things that we work on and this is a thing working on healing those emotional wounds and those patterns and things like that but also a big part of that is reclaiming your voice and learning how to use your voice as an adult Mm -hmm. as an adult child with your family right and and again learning how to do that because you have that right. Now, of course, it varies how you're going to use it with family dynamics and things like that, but it's also learning how to interact with your family as, yes, you are their child, but you're not a child. And so understanding that those relationship dynamics change as an adult. And again, your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health is your responsibility. No one gets a pass to abuse you on any level, regardless of their relationship dynamic to you. You have to, that is your job. That is your job for your mental, emotional, all of your health bodies. That is your job. You know, and so I think that you're absolutely right in terms of the guilt and things like that, but you have to decide is enough enough because then what happens? You continue to sacrifice yourself. You continue to put your, your health in jeopardy for what? Because when you fall out, then what? Life doesn't stop. What a you know? So, yeah, I just have one more question. Would you rather a silent night? Or a stressful sure. night. Silent and peaceful. Silent, you know, there's a absolutely. blessing. Silent you know, and peaceful. in being single, but if yeah. you don't see the beauty in it, you will constantly complain sure. about it. But there is beauty in being single. Yeah. I would rather have a silent yeah. night than be in a stressful relationship where I'm not of valued, where I'm not appreciated, and where I am doing more fighting. Yeah then you know loving i mean no i just can't, i can't do that like if it costs me my peace then it's too expensive yeah it is it is you're absolutely yeah, I'm, right I'm so i think that so as we're deep, are we closing say, is it time to close are we closing? <laughs> so they can come and see you sure Yes, yes. So easy, um, just easy on social media. If you're on Instagram, 
It's love grows with an S like Sam underscore Misha, M-I-S-H-A. And then from there, that will send you to the website and all that kind of great stuff. Um, But yeah, listeners, I definitely highly, highly recommend create your new norm. You know, create your new norm, whether you are single or partnered up or whatever, start creating your own traditions that expand both your heart and your mind. And that's going to look different for everyone. You know, it's going to look different for everyone, but find what is that for you? Because life is a gift, man, Charlie. It's not guaranteed and and we have to live it fully and, and the best that we can and as healthy as we can. So yeah, oh, man, that, start that, your own traditions, man, whatever that may be. Interview. I appreciate you for joining in this evening for, you know, yeah. the Confluence podcast. Because, you know, Confluencers, we are influential women doing things in our community boldly and confidently. So thank you for being a woman of Confluence. Because I see you, I see you, I see you what you're doing. There you have it. What an awesome interview. Thank you to Misha with Love Grows for these insightful tips to help us navigate the stressful holiday season. Those tips can help the woman of confluence who's single, married, widowed, and divorced. Please go like, follow her on social media. Here's one reality that I realized as we were conducting the interview. Sometimes we are so busy looking at others that we forget how blessed we really are. You're crying because you're single. But think about this. You have a place to live, a car to drive, sources of income, friends to call, and friends that have become family. Get it? Family, friends put together. But most importantly, you're still breathing. And you're still here to see another holiday season. You're single? So what? Turn up. Let's bring that back. Turn up. Millions didn't make it, but you did. And we are more blessed beyond measure. And we don't even realize it. Here's some helpful tips that I took away. That I want to remind you. Work on that relationship with you. If you can't verbalize it and internalize it, you won't be able to recognize it. The first relationship that you need to perfect is the one with yourself. Don't bring anybody else into your mess, especially because it's a holiday. Create your new norm. Start your own new tradition. If you won't feel like going home because it's toxic and you want to go to Mexico, do just that. We're too old to be putting ourselves in situations that we don't have to go to. So if you want to do something different, that's okay. Learn to give yourself permission. And most importantly, life is a gift. The best time to start living is in the present. Stop waiting on them, him, her, mama, cousin to start doing you. Start looking at it right now. Live in you now. So instead of dreaming of a white Christmas, make the magic 
happen in your life. Your spirit is waiting on you to do that. Thank you for tuning in. I hope something was said or done that will help you along the way. Follow me on social media at Charlie Mercole, hashtag Confluence Me and Confluence the Lifestyle. Until then, be blessed and a blessing to others. See you next week.